2: Welcome again to Movie Talk. Today we'll be looking at a combination of Who Done It and love story from Korea in Decision to Leave, and we see love pitted against evil in a psychological drama set in Ireland back in the 1800s in The Wonder. We also will be talking to Lang Masters of the Hollywood cinema, which is now closed. <laughs> 많이 놀라셨겠습니다. In the multi level Korean whodunit decision to leave, a detective investigating a possible murder becomes involved with the dead man's mysterious wife. Carolyn Brown's been off to the Ellis Cinema to see this rather mysterious movie. Uh, Carolyn, I found it quite fascinating. What did you think of Decision to lose
1: Oh, just as fascinating. I am such a fan of South Korean dramas.
2: Oh, all their films have essentially... You know the, you're always getting a good one from
1: Yeah, you. the time just passes and you just get so... They develop the character's so well, yeah. and the direction and the cinematography, like there's some really unusual um, decisions they made in this film with the cinematography like the the view from the dead person kind of thing with flies and stuff crawling over their eyes oh, which you think right. would be really <laughs> creepy but it was actually just so fascinating and it was just so brilliantly done I, can't, I really like this film, it's going to be one of the top ten this year
2: Yeah, I mean, and it's just quite a, it's quite a, f- a film is filled filled with a huge number of characters and uh, there's uh, all the um, mothers and grandmothers and husbands and and all this sort of things. And I even have these odd sort of flashbacks, it, it, you know, not always staying in the present moment mm. where you are. But sometimes they're not things that happened in the past, but just what somebody's thinking of what happened in the past. All, all this sort of thing is tossed into the film. Yeah. But, um, well, actually, I must admit that in some ways, you know, particularly the first... Six of them. I wasn't quite sure where this film was oh, going. I,
1: yeah, no, it really does unfold very slowly, and it and I think that's what I like most about the film is that it's not on your face. The characters grow on you. You learn more yeah. about them as the film develops. And I don't know, I don't even care that it's subtitled, that I have, I'm have i concentrating on reading the subtitles because you just get involved in the film and it's got some brilliant little twists in it.
2: Yeah, well, I, you my just, other difficulty, this is set in... Um, uh, in Korea. In mm, uh, Korea, yeah. And um, the t- well, uh, all the blokes look the same to me. Yeah, <laughs> pretty understand. much how
1: all white Europeans look the same to Oh, exactly. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the lead actress, she's a Chinese actress. And uh, that was the other thing I really liked. So her character is Chinese as well. And her words when she speaks in, in Cantonese isn't translated so yeah. you're left in just as much in the dark as the South Koreans. Oh, when she's
2: speaking in Chinese. Yes, yeah, yeah.
1: And Cantonese. Mm. you you you're left just as much oh, as yeah. in the dark as the other as the other characters because they don't understand what, what, she's what she's saying, saying? either. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I really like that. But then it's um yeah then it, then you find out what she well she's got yeah. her little recorder translator there which is quite amazing.
2: But. Yeah, and uh, well, we don't want to give away the ending. No,
1: but, definitely uh, not. Uh, no.
2: But uh, that is an incredible intense build-up to it is, something that happens yeah. down on the beach.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> plot spoilers. Um, but yes, no, it's a very, very good film. And I. Yeah, what else to say about it other than if you enjoyed, I mean, it's not as bizarre as Parasite. It's just as good as the last one we saw about The Driver. With the, it's about relationships, and they do this so well. Oh yes,
2: well Well, I was thinking of that Japanese film, Drive My Car.
1: Yeah, Drive My Car. That was a Korean film, South Korean film as well.
2: Oh, was it? But that was a Japanese film director, Ryu Hamaguchi.
1: I'm pretty sure it was set in South Korea.
2: Ah, (laughs) okay. Maybe
1: my mind is going as well. Anyway, it doesn't Um,
2: matter. But yeah, mm, it's sort of wasn't the same subject of it, but the style of the film uh, reminded me of it. The complexity of the um, relationship between people and all that sort of thing. Yeah, a lot of stuff happens in cars when they're driving.
1: They
2: always find good (laughs) things to argue about. That's when they do their thinking,
1: I think, (laughs) most is when they're in the car. Um, But yes, a romantic thriller, definitely. Um, And it's just very well done. Yeah.
2: Okay. Oh well, I, yeah, I, I found it um, exactly the same. Oh, as you. good.
1: Good. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you. Carol.
2: That was Carolyn Brown with her views on decision to leave, and I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM ninety six point nine. With me now is Lang Masters of the Hollywood Cinema at Sumner, which he first opened 50 years ago and which has now been sold to the Silky Otter people who have closed it for renovation. Uh, Lang, you are now aged 91 mm-hmm. and I assume ready to retire after being the leading cinema person in Christchurch for most of your life. And I believe you actually ran seven cinemas around Christchurch over the years.
0: That's right, yeah, we did, yes. We, we started off when I was very young just uh, putting a, a cinema in my father's garage. We had no <laughs> car, so we started that way. And, uh, so are you
2: are still going to school then? Or?
0: Yeah, yeah, and then I went to work for a while, and then I got a job at MGM in Wellington, and that gave me the idea about getting movie theatres because you had to get a licence in those days, and now you don't. I see. So you couldn't open one unless the government approved you, and then you had opposition from Hoyts and all that because it didn't want any opposition.
2: Oh, yeah, of course. It so was that's the, a then, uh, then we Then I came back to Christchurch, change.
0: yeah, and uh, we, I had, um, used to run at Horswell and Southbridge and Leeston, in the country. Yeah, yeah. And uh, uh, even Diamond Harbour we went to a few times. Wow. And then uh, the first actually theatre I had, which was was the Lido Theatre in New Brighton.
2: Ah, yes, yes, yes. Because
0: when TV came in, the people that had those cinemas thought that was the end of the cinema business. So that's when that one closed, Rickerton and uh, Sumner. Oh yes. And that's Uh, when we sort of got into the, you know, into the uh, suburbs.
2: Yeah, well, there's one story that you've told me, or once before, Um, at that time, I mean, you... To get the films from one cinema to another, because he had the big reels of tw- you know, twenty minutes of movie That's on right, each yeah, reel yeah. of film, mm. <clears throat> which which you had to use mm. for any movie, about half a dozen of them. That's right, and yeah. um, but to. Uh, but you showed this, this fil- a film at two cinemas at the same day and you'd have to be getting onto a bicycle from the Brighton Cinema way over to the other side of town somewhere near Rickerton or so. Yeah. I don't know where. Not a
0: bicycle, <laughs> in a car. Oh,
2: in a car. You didn't do it on a bicycle. You couldn't carry those reels on a bike. Oh, I see. No, <laughs> I, I, I understood you didn't. Don't no, <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, but no, uh, that's...
0: We used, to, we used to switch with... Uh, um, Brighton and Sumner on a holiday weekend when you had, had and they only kept one print of the film to, Yeah. So we couldn't both run at the same time. Yes. So yes. we them, switched them around. Oh, I see. <coughs> that was uh, yeah, that happened then. We used yeah. to run Mindai horror shows, you see, in those days on a Sunday and we used to swap films. <laughs> yeah, so they used <laughs> to, to do, those. quite popular, yeah. But um Oh, no, we had to fight to get the Academy in the Arts Centre, of course, because the Hoyts tried to stop us, but we won the case in the end.
2: Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah so you actually did open that in the cinema, at the Arts Centre. That was the first... Uh, that was yours originally. The
0: first mm. in the... Uh, it, was, it was after the Lido in Brighton, but it was the first city theatre... It was hard to get a cinema in a, in a central city. Yeah, yeah.
2: You know. Well, the other big cinema chains, they'd be against. They yes, they don't want, want any anybody else at don't all. Don't want any opposition. There. No, no. Yeah, they were so, difficult uh, to we do. We tried it. to get
0: the Plaza Theatre and it closed, but but because uh, oh, the guy right. would have given it to us, but we they wouldn't. They stopped us. The, the government and that and, and uh, film other you know oppositions. So we had to fight. We got the we got the Academy in the end. Yeah, and I had to. And that was the start of you know. Uh, I think the government was started to release, uh, started to uh, make it easier, easier for people. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
2: Mm. Oh, fair enough.
0: Yeah. From then on, uh, and uh, this... it
2: was about that time too that mm. basically that art house cinemas as such well, was there wasn't one, up, in, there wasn't
0: one. And no, the, the opposition thought that art cinemas wouldn't do any good in Christchurch, so that's what, <laughs> that's what they were trying to have them stop you making, stop you opening it. So that was, you know.
2: Well, that's a silly argument. <laughs> oh, it was, because yeah, they never
0: ran those sort of films. Yeah. Because we did well. We had opera films and art house films, and they did well because no one else would play them.
2: Yeah, yes, of so, course. Yeah. So. Foreign language films too. Yeah. Films.
0: Mm. I think we were the first ones to open films at six o'clock at night. The others didn't open six. They just had two, five, and eight or something like that.
2: Oh, I see. We were yeah. the first ones. that, uh, And then they all started to do it. So you're more flexible in your hours. Mm, Well, mm. yeah, I guess today films are different in in their lengths. I mean, in those days, they were essentially in the evening 8 o'clock show, they'd show two movies. Mm. Um, They'd both be about 90-minute films, Mm. and they'd show one after another.
0: I think they mostly Uh, had them in town at uh, 5 or 5.30 and 8 o'clock.
2: Yeah.
0: Mm. uh, But we just ran at 6 and 8. We didn't run 2 o'clock, except perhaps on a weekend. Oh, I see. But oh, now see. of course you know we run them we're running them every day at two o'clock. Yeah. Because uh, you know especially in school holidays when you have all the kids coming.
2: Oh yes. Mm. Oh yeah, and the sort of people you get down uh, yeah, with well, some yeah. know, Of course, uh, yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah.
0: They like they like plenty of sessions. It depends how how popular film is of course.
2: Mm. Mm. And of course if you've got well at the uh, some, uh, you've got at the Hollywood you've got Three different cinemas. You yes. could have three film shows. We started one with
0: one time. cinema and then we
2: gradually split them up to three. Yeah. Now, may I ask that that building that it's in, the Hollywood, mm-hmm. uh, was that already uh, set up as a theatre before? It was opened open
0: as a cinema in 1938. Oh, but I see.
2: So it had worked. At,
0: it's always been a cinema.
2: Oh, no. I wasn't sure whether you had actually opened. No, mm-hmm.
0: no, no. Mm-hmm. So that was 1938. It was built after the Napier earthquake, so it was made pretty strong. They had uh, special regulations then. That's why it doesn't have to come down. <laughs> oh, they're just doing the inside. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, so they're not, not destroying the outside at all.
2: Yes, yes.
0: So, so that was good. Yeah. Because the earthquake didn't do much damage at all.
2: Mm. And, and now, with this, uh, this is the uh, Silky Otter people who opened the... The uh, other cinema in Christchurch out at Wigram. Oh, that'd Mm -hmm. be last year, I guess, or about a year or so ago. Mm. Um, Now they're they're opening, they're they're going to uh, renovate it. They're going to
0: run the theatre, yeah. Yeah. And they're going to
2: run it then. There's no date yet for. um, No, it'll be
0: sometime. uh, that will take a while because it's quite a big job. They're doing quite a lot of alterations, apparently.
2: Oh, I see, yeah. Uh, oh, I could always do with a bit of modernising or something. Oh, I well, that, I don't know. Make, be, oh, they run it in a totally different way. Small oh, of course. Small with s- those different seating and all. That's right, yeah. Yeah. They'll
0: yeah. do that, so. Mm. And that's, uh, it'll take a while. They say between six and 12 months. I suppose it might be done in six months.
2: Yeah. They're uh, meant know. to be
0: starting any time now.
2: Oh, they well, might have to get you back then to look
0: after. Him oh, again. I don't know. I don't know. might be lucky. <laughs> Give me something to do.
2: Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you. Lucas. it's a, it's an honour. I right. feel <laughs> it, it, I appreciate very much having you oh, here today. Oh, thanks very much. So, thanks. Uh, yeah. In, enjoy it all. <laughs> thank you. I will. Okay. okay good. Goodbye. Thanks. That was Lang Masters of Sumner's Hollywood Cinema, which has been purchased by the Silky Otter people and will now undergo renovation. And I'm Hans Petrovic on Plains FM 96.9. I also thank this show's sponsor, the Harcourts Grenadier Accommodation Centre, which is now located at 98 Morehouse Avenue. If you're looking for a place to live, check out the Harcourts Accommodation Centre website. That's assetmanagers.co.nz. That address again, Asset Managers One Word. Co. Nz. It's not your job to question us. You are here only to watch. The watch is to last two weeks. We are proposing eight-hour shifts. There is to be
0: no conferring between the two of you.
2: On the 14th day, you will each present... In the psychological drama, The Wonder, set in Ireland back in 1862, an English nurse has been summoned to examine a nine-year-old girl who has not eaten for four months. Mary Gibson's been off to the Lumiere cinemas to see this curious film, which asks the audience to ponder the meaning of miracle. (laughs) Mary, what did you think of The Wonder?
3: I thought that this film was, without being cliche or um, dad jokes, wonderful. I honestly thought it was a really wonderful movie. It's so, um, so it captures you so much. Yeah. It's set in 1862 in Ireland in the back bog somewhere in the middle of nowhere. And um, it's, it, it's dark and it's dour in lots of ways, but there are some pieces to it, some moments that are just really quite fabulous. And this whole um, this whole story is really, really interesting because it challenges so many aspects. You know, the group of leaders from the community have called in this um, English nurse who had nursed during the Crimea war. So she's seen some really serious and, and heartfelt things. And so mm. they had called her in and a nun to observe this young girl who supposedly who had not eaten for four months and was fit and healthy and sprightly and all of those things. Yeah. So that's that's the premise of the story, and this group of men. So you've got the the doctor, who's kind of you know well past his use by by date, the tavern owner, um, uh, probably the mayor, and a couple of other oh, the officials, priest. the um, priest, and and hmm. others. And so you've got this sort of balancing act between the ridiculous and the reality. And, um, you know, they desperately want her to be a miracle so that people can come and they can come to this village. Yeah, they want
2: to promote the town. Because they even want to sort of uh, like to see her as a potential saint.
3: Yes. Because she
2: claims she's getting... um, her, her food from heaven, from yeah. manna coming down to from yeah. to heaven to her somehow, mm. and all this sort of thing. Well, that, uh, of course, to this this uh, nurse, the London nurse who's come to town, she considers all of this. Uh, she's a practical woman and considers this all nonsense. Well uh,
3: and and
1: to give (laughs) credit,
3: I think to give credit where it's due, she does her observations very professionally and she doesn't undermine the scenario at all and so she's been given two weeks to observe and um, what she does is she stops the parents and family being in the room because I think she's realised what's actually happening and we won't say we won't mention what it is but She's realised what's happening, and as a consequence, the young girl starts to die. But then there's a whole other story that's wrapped up in it, and her reasons for not eating, because she's looking for atonement for sins, and and that's that's a huge part of it. And she's mm. been told by the priest to do these novenas and to say all of these um, these prayers and so on. So it's it's really um, it, it explores that dogma Also, in terms of how the Catholic Church, um, you know, practices a lot of dogmatic teachings, and back back then in eighteen sixty-two, perhaps not so much today. So I think that you know the the movie is so much deeper than just that story, isn't it? Yes, yes,
2: and it's deliberately set back then. At that time, this is eighteen sixty-two, because that's less than twenty years after the mass. Famine mm, had hit mm, Ireland, mm. and a lot of people starved, particularly younger people mm, starved. They could mm. not get them enough food, enough potatoes, or anything. Mm, mm. And so there's a lot of those died, We had just died recently, and a lot of them had left the country with their parents to go to live in the United <laughs> States or somewhere. Mm, mm. So, you know, this is, again, when this girl is sitting there not eating yeah this has that stronger effect on all of them also
3: <laughs> yeah i yeah I, definitely and and when you look at um, you know that that kind of dourness and that dogged belief as well in in what you're being told that's that also is really confronting isn't it in terms of of watching the family and watching what happens and and their belief structure
2: yeah well this is it this is catholicism of the mm. 18 and this mm. is a really conservative catholicism mm. in mm. Ireland mm. at that time mm. And they want to see this as a sort of a highly Christian magical thing that's going on there. Yeah. And and whereas this woman, um, uh, Florence Pugh, um, played by Florence Pugh, the. Um, uh, she comes from London and she's a little bit more cynical and objective <laughs> about all of these well, things. Well, she is. And,
3: and isn't um, Florence Pugh fantastic in it? And how different is she in that to the most recent movie, Don't Worry Darling? Completely different. So she's got an incredible acting range. And I think, you know, she holds that movie all the way through. Really, really good cast in this. It's a great yeah. cast, isn't it? And, um, you know, you've got Tope Toby Joyce, who's always in, seems to be in these things, and Tom Burke, and so on, so. But yeah, it's it's a really, really good cast. Um, I, I just th- I think that for people who are interested in historical facts or fiction or whatever it may be, or, or anything to do with his, history, Ireland, um, the, the religion, religious beliefs, this is such a good movie yeah, to go and see. Yeah, all this is touched upon. Yes. Yeah. The
2: curious thing is, uh, in the film, the nine-year-old Anna, the the girl, she's a killer Lord Cassidy, and Mm. it's actually uh, her mother in the film...
3: As her She's played
2: by her actual yeah, mother, yeah. Elaine Cassidy. Yes. She's yes. a pretty well known actress. Yes, <laughs>
3: yeah. And wasn't she great? You know, she's yeah, really, uh-huh. really good. I mean the the key to Lord Cassidy that, that that plays Anna, she was very good, you mm. know, brilliant. This mm. is this is a really um worthwhile movie see. Oh yes, to it see. really grabs you in, yeah, doesn't it? Yeah, fascinates yeah, totally, you all the way. Yeah. Totally.
2: Good. Thank you very much. That was Mary Gibson with her views on The Wonder. And I'm Hans Petrovic inviting you to listen to Movie Talk again on Plains FM 96.9 at midday next Wednesday. This program will also be repeated at midday on Saturday and you can listen to podcasts of earlier episodes on the Plains FM website. That's planesfm.org.nz